Lunch break. Whoa, lunch date. Lunch date. That's what these are called, right? Yes, this is a lunch date. Um, this is our second yeah. iteration of this. Uh, if you guys saw the first one with Taylor and Wes, well, first we can. Oh yeah, can we? Okay, here. because of this. Mine's really hot. Because of this amazing thing that you built. Yeah. So. There is a shield between us. Nothing can penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that felt nice. I was like fogging my glasses and my face. It feels but... it feels nice to be back in uh, the lunch break mm -hmm. studio. And, and yep, it's just me and Phil. But we also have our our guest, our plus one. Oh, we do. Yes, who's Iris Chan. But she requested Chinese slash Taiwanese food, and that's what we have here with us today. We got some little bentos here. So yeah, like. Taylor's and Wes's, you know, they, they got pretty deep the about Chan, stuff. The Chan Witch. Yeah. What is this, what would this be called? The, the Man Witch, because we're getting married. No, that's the, stupid. No. Is that our only identity here at Wang Fu now? We're just, we're just the ones that are getting married. Yeah. No. I haven't said a lot about like our wedding and our wedding planning. I feel like a lot of people keep asking, mm -hmm. right? Do you, are you getting that too? We're always being asked uh -huh. like how things are going. It's kind of like, Especially during COVID times when there's really not much else to talk about mm -hmm. for like people catching up because it's not like, you know, we're taking trips yeah. or, you know, we're weekends are kind of like the same thing. So it's like, I think, I feel like people ask like the same yeah. things over and over. So, so yes, we are getting a lot of wedding talk and we are trying our best to make progress on it. Mm -hmm. We do have a date. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell y'all just yet. You already know. Do but, I? It's coming up. I guess I can just check your calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's in. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yours is in. Yeah. Yeah. We were hoping that this would all kind of blow over by then, but now. It's oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you worried? Um, well, yours was going to be a small wedding anyways, right? Small wedding in the context of weddings last year. Mm -hmm. Right. But now a small wedding is like 10 people. <laughs> That's true. So. Wait, so you're, you're actually before me then. So yeah. like, so you should be pretty far along. I mean, we have we have the venue, we have the date, yeah. And the venue is kind of like an all-inclusive kind of situation. Okay, so. but do they, so no, but like, do you have your photographer? Um, I'm not available that day. I'm sorry. But is your <laughs> iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we had people listed. Uh, like the vendors was going to be like the next kind of step. But oh, like, so okay. You know, I do know quite a few people that would whether or not to even go through with it, right? Yeah. When we were planning in February, we we're like, yeah. okay, let's. Let's wait it out and see what happens like in May. Okay, let's wait it out and see what happens in July. And now like we're within three to four months of the event. So now we have to actually make these decisions. Wait, so are you guys going to push it? Um, no, we're going to keep the date. It's just a matter of how we're going to do it. Got it, got it. Do you got feel it. the pressure to push it? Oh man, I, it's, it's yeah, sim similar to what you're saying. Like when this all started, we're like, oh, there's no way it's going to affect us. You know, like we, we, knew, we, had, we had a ton of friends and family that pushed their summer weddings to the following year. Mm -hmm. And just to put out there, yeah, it, we were already looking at next year anyways. And so we're like, no, there's no way. And then now we're like, oh my gosh, it's already August. Mm -hmm. And depending on the leadership, depending on you know where, where we are as a country, it's like, are we gonna be out of this anytime soon? You know, so yeah. as of right now, we're, we're moving ahead as planned, mm -hmm. but still we're, we're still moving kind of slow just because like there's just so much other work and stuff happening right now. But um, we, we did get a photographer so you didn't like my portfolio? <laughs> I, 
I appreciate the submission. But in you know, real talk though, we had we had a ton of submissions um, for people that wanted to shoot our wedding and do video, and we went through like over a hundred a hundred people. And it was tough, man. Like it almost started to feel like almost like a game show or like a reality show. Like who's got the best drone? <laughs> we're, we're like, cause we were communicating with like a few people, and then like, well, first we had to like kind of like narrow it down. Mm-hmm. So we had to look at like like eighty plus photographers, oh. and we actually did look at. Everyone. Well, you guys opened it up on like Instagram. You like right. did a call out, right? Because because do, do you regret? <laughs> no, no, no. Because I think it is it is so cool to like. I think work with like um, a fan or someone that has like mm. been following us for a while. Like I, I feel like they're going to care about us, you know, mm. um, in a, in a special way. Mm. So we did look through a lot, and a lot of it does start looking the same after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, you know, the ones that stood out stood out, and we reached out to them. And then like we yeah, we just kind of had to whittle it down, and we interviewed and stuff. And it really was like like a game show. Mm. <laughs> and I, I felt bad when we had to say like no to some people. I think in, in our situation because like. We are so tied to the date because, um, like, my family is fairly superstitious with those things about like numbers. Hell is too, yeah. Yeah. So like, even like way back when we were locking in the venue, like like pre-COVID and all that, like we found the venue and we really liked it, but our date was actually already reserved by like a, a bigger organization. Mm-hmm. And you know, we really liked the venue. We really wanted that date because like my grandpa also approved of the date. Right, how and they, then how it, they, it being our eighth year together, so it's like eight being a lucky number, so like it having to happen this year, you know, so like kind of a lot of things. But like, yeah, I don't know how they choose the date. Um, I guess there's like a Chinese calendar that they look at. Benson, I, it's very clear that you and you know Jessica really need all the help you can get. You know, like you need all the luck, so yeah. you gotta stick to these dates because otherwise there's no chance for y'all. <laughs> I mean, but like sometimes, sometimes like you look back and then like if things do go wrong, you're like, maybe. Oh no. <laughs> oh, if only, that, if only. You know, it was that crack that I stepped on like when I was seven. You know, you look back and you, you question it, right? Like the style of the wedding and everything. Like, yeah. are you actually that particular? Because here's the thing. I didn't think I was particular. Mm-hmm. I was like, going into this, I told Helen like, dude, so we, we're, we're very fortunate, we, um, we have a wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Her name's Michelle, she's amazing. Y'all take the lead on it and I'll just be around or whatever. <laughs> I know this is like super like what grooms are, mm-hmm. like the, the stereotype. But then now like once we, yeah, once we got into it, I was like, oh, I actually did, do have opinions mm-hmm. and stuff like on the look of it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you're like that. I feel like you think you're really chill. Mm-hmm. But then like, for example, you're the type of guy that will, You've done this at events too, where you'll look at how the lights are rigged. You'll yeah. look at you'll look at like how, and I know that's like on like on at a like an event, <laughs> right? Or the sandbags, right? Yeah. So I feel like when you, when it's at your wedding, you're going to be like, I don't know about this sound setup, and those flowers don't look like they're being, you know, those are going to fall. You know, like, <laughs> is Jessica more particular than you, like in terms of the style? Um, like, are you, does she have a Pinterest board and all that stuff? I think like in the beginning she did, yeah. But like to be honest, like have definitely been moments where like you feel like, oh, kind of losing hope a little bit oh. with this whole event. So it's like, it gets kind of sad to think about what if this just doesn't happen? Like you oh. put in all the work and, yeah. and, it, and it gets canceled. So mm-hmm. it's been a lot like these past few few months just kind of thinking about that. Right. But um, like, you know, the hope is still there and we kind of had this new spark recently thinking about how we would like kind of pull this together. Yeah. In terms of like being particular about stuff, like I feel like 
I'm more so like the schedule mm. and the logistics. In terms of the visuals, like I trust the professionals and what they can bring. So like the event spaces, yeah. they're professional, they do this all the time. So like yeah. they're gonna know what colors look good yeah. or what linens work and yeah. all that. So I'm not too involved with that. Like I don't know the difference between like flowers, right? So I'm not gonna really. Benson, name, name five flowers right now. Sunflower, rose, orchid. <laughs> All right, cool. That says that says plenty. What um what flavored cake do you want? Uh, we're getting a raspberry champagne. Wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry. You already know. Yeah. Okay, so all these other things you haven't done yet, but you, but but you know your. We cake have the flavor? menu. We have the. Okay. Oh. You just you just wanted to get straight to the tasting. You're like ah flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photographer. You can't eat the flowers. Well, there's Whatever. some flowers you can eat. But. Well, I hope it works out, man. Because I want, because I want to go. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like as we're playing ours, I'm like, man, I wish I could go to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade. <laughs> well, we can have your, your wedding. Because you I'm like, we're like doing all this planning. I'm like, man, I, I feel like this will be like a lot of fun. <laughs> and then I just know that we're gonna be like so. Busy. I'm gonna try to take advantage of your wedding and just go crazy at yours. Okay. Okay. We're gonna try to do this like COVID, COVID compliant, right? Yeah. So if you're gonna have to go crazy at our wedding, we're gonna have to build you like a, a bump, an acrylic box, <laughs> and like we'll have a, a tray to slide the alcohol to you. <laughs> It'd be like Magneto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can't touch anybody. I've always like looked at the wedding. In the same way I look at production, because a lot of like event It planning, is a production. A lot of, yeah, a lot of event planning crosses the same kind of lines. So, like, getting the COVID training and all that actually made me think about like, okay, how would like I transfer this to a wedding? And, you know, I, I do want my grandparents to be there. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're, you know, obviously at risk. Put that, um, make them a box too. And your boxes will be... <laughs> yeah, our boxes will all be next to each other. It'll be like Futurama. Mm-hmm. Enough about the weddings. Yeah. No one cares about our weddings that may or may not happen. Yeah, you'll, f- <laughs> you'll find out after the fact. Yeah. Big thanks to today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online counseling platform designed to connect you with your own licensed therapist to help you navigate your mental health. I think it's great because you can do it from the comfort of your own home. And when I signed up, I started communicating with someone in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. You can log into your account anytime, message your counselor, and get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today, which is why they're giving you a special offer. You can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com lunch. That's betterhelp.com lunch for 10% off your first month. Join over a million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Okay, let's get back to the episode. It's right over here. Oh, hey, there it is. Let's check it out.
All right, we got some questions. We got them from Patreon. From our Patreon. Huge shout out to our care holders on Patreon. Y'all keep us going, especially during this, this time. So thank you so much. Growing up, what role did you play in your family? I have one older sister. Yeah. Who's been on lunch break before. She has three kids now. So I have two nephews and a niece through her. And she's only one year older than me. One grade older than me. I, I would say in my, my role in the family growing up, mm-hmm. I was the peacemaker. And that's because I think... My sister, and I'm not going to say this because she doesn't watch lunch breaks anyways. <laughs> She's too busy. She has two kids. Yeah. But like, I would say that she was a very typical uh, like, teenage girl in the sense that she had a lot of angst and, and like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fight in her. But the thing is, she was a really great student. Mm-hmm. She was very involved, like straight A's. She was, ended up being a region scholar. But for some reason at home, um, yeah, there was like a lot of arguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I saw the strain that it put on my parents hmm. and her that I tried very hard to not be that. My school grades and everything wasn't that amazing and I was involved in stuff. I, I mean, I was still obviously like a teenager. I wanted to do my own thing, but like definitely like when they would start fighting, I would always like get mad at my sister more that rather than take her side. I tried my best to keep everyone calm. Did you feel any certain pressures in any direction of being like, an ally for your sister or like an ally for your parents or how was that dynamic? Because you kind of said like you were, you would see your sister arguing, mm-hmm. but so you would like take your parents' side, right? Or it's maybe not necessarily side, but just like I would, I would try my best to... Um, mediate? Mediate, yeah. And I would try to keep a very level head despite like all the emotions rising and all the tension rising. I feel like now even thinking about like how, how I am with like Helen or or at both Mofo, or even with you guys, it's like, yeah, like, that That seems to be like the, the route that I normally, or try to take a lot mm-hmm. of times. But my sister's great now. She's mm-hmm. A plus daughter right now. <laughs> Not to say. She already turned it off. Yeah. She was watching, she like cut it she off. She got really pissed off. As you were kind of explaining your situation, I feel like I was the yes, the yes child in terms of like. You're the youngest, right? I'm the youngest of three, so. Three boys. Yeah, I was always like the follower. Anytime things that needed to be done, I would always be the one to do them. I don't know, we're, we're not like super unfair with each other. Because I was the youngest, it was always like, um, it seemed like it was my turn to like do things, right? So like if it's like, oh, go help your grandparents or whatever. Oh, oh Benson will do it. Like, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Who would complain the least doing something? Oh. I think that would, that would be it. Interesting. Um, Wait, sorry, what was the age gap between each... Like each of your um, My oldest brother is five years older than me, and then okay. the next one is one year older than me. Oh, okay. Um, is there anything that you that you do now that your brothers don't do? The only thing was uh, piano. So like, for some reason, I was the <laughs> one that was able to pick up, not physically pick up a piano, but you know, pick picked up musically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think my brothers had like the attention span to sit there and like try to figure things out. Mm. So. Uh, and my mom played piano back in Vietnam, so then it was like a, like a, I guess a bonding thing for us. Oh, that's cute. But Did she teach you? No, we had, we had a teacher. But then, like, we actually, we took lessons together, so, like, I would have the first lesson, and yeah, then yeah. she would do the second lesson. Oh, wait, you took lessons with your mom? Yeah, like, she would get the first session, and then she would... That's so yeah. interesting. So, the youngest, I, I feel, is not raised in the same way as the other two, right? Because right. they feel like they've already done that with the first two. Right. And the youngest has the benefit of looking to the older 
sibling to be like, oh, like potty train. I think I just learned through watching, <laughs> right? Like anytime my brother needed to go pee, hey, Benson, you go pee too, right? You know what I mean? So it's like eating, I just look at, you know, oh, what's my brother doing? He's holding the spoon like that. So like, oh. I don't, I, I guess my mom told stories that like I wasn't really like fed. Like I just learned how to eat mm. like just through watching. So like, I feel like a lot of growing up was through just observing and watching. So as we're wrapping up this, this date, one thing that I was like looking forward to doing this is that the last time or we only sat down just one-on-one, -on -one, only like a handful of times. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every time we do sit down, it's always like a Wong Fu checkup. Do you remember this? Like one of the first times we sat down for a one-on-one, -on -one, like I think it was like only like a few months into like your, uh -huh. your, your time here. And like you had like this whole list planned out of like, <laughs> you had a, a roadmap for like, this is Wong Fu in like, that was, that was like a year in. Was it a year in? Yeah. But still, it was five years ago, and you're like, oh, this is our yeah, five-year yeah. plan. Yeah. This is another checkup. It's like, how are we on your five-year plan of Wang Fu? What has changed in your, in your vision and view of your job, your time at Wang Fu, and, like, and, and just Wang Fu as a whole? Uh, I'm glad you asked, because I have. <laughs> That's a good question. Because um... we talked for like several hours, oh, yeah. right? I think a lot of that is, is obviously in the context of like where I see my career going. Mm -hmm. And I think it actually was going pretty close, was going pretty close to plan. You know, like being able to bring interns in and train interns and mm -hmm. being able to like progressively do bigger, um, bigger projects. Mm -hmm. And I think that all kind of was going to plan. Uh, and I think it still is to an extent. I think. I guess what I realized along the way is that things are obviously going to take longer than, than you expect, mm -hmm. especially when you're, you're working with a bunch of different people, right. and then each person has obviously a different goal in their head. Because I'm also, I'm also a player in, in all of those other people's lives too, mm -hmm. you know? and I think I got kind of in my, in my head at that time of like, kind of honing in on what my, in, my internal goals were. Yeah. And I think coming from like the freelance world too, like right before Wong Fu is that you know, that's all you can focus on is your your own path, your, your individual yeah, path, yeah, and then yeah. you come here, and then you're you're working day to day. So in the freelance world, you work on a set, you work on a crew, and then you're on the next one. It's a whole group of other right. people. So then I think realizing it, there's so much more context in like when it was just the five of us or the six of us, and and now the eight of us. That it's like, oh, what role am I playing in those other aspects? Now it's like, what role are you playing in this family? You're not the. You're definitely not the yes man. Now, now you're the. Now you're the order man. <laughs> I guess I'm just getting it all out of my system that like you know didn't have a lot of choice as a child. So I'm like, you do it. Mm -hmm. You do it. It's funny you, you say that. Maybe you you had a different mentality back then because I do remember in that conversation I I did kind of feel like oh this young buck just started here at Wang Fu. Obviously like we've been doing this for like ten plus years and, and like a part of me was like okay okay slow down slow down like what. Like, not that I'm saying like, I don't believe you or that mm. it's impossible to, to do what you wanted, but mm. yeah, there's all these moving pieces. So do you feel like Wong Fu is where you expected it to be? I think with that question is implying that there was like an end goal. Okay. And I think we're still very much in the middle of that journey. Mm -hmm. So like, um, it's not like I'm, I'm disappointed at where we are now. Yeah. It's just like, oh, the, the goalpost is a little bit, is like getting stretched further mm -hmm. and like, it's it's frustrating that like just society in general, the way the industry works, it's like the goalpost just gets farther and farther. But like you're still making progress, yeah. and there's still a path to get there. It's not like there's things in the way. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of how I look at this. I also think it's also just us as creators here. Like we, 
are always pushing ourselves too. So like even when we did achieve one goalpost, there's actually like further goalposts that we that we have we set our sights on. It is like that you will never be satisfied. I think in this industry too, it's like you always want to keep getting that next thing. Yeah. Right. Because I would say that actually a lot of the things in that initial plan that you had, like we did achieve. Yeah. Right. So how do you, what do you feel about that? Like that strategy at the time, you you were saying like, oh, this young buck, like. What did you think? Was that was that along the lines of what you had hoped for Wang Fu or like? You know, I, don't, I, I don't know what your your plans were for the ten years prior or whatever. I mean, yeah, honestly, I think with Wang Fu, what I what I've learned over the years, even prior to you know you guys getting here, is that because we are so much at the forefront of this new industry, obviously like entertainment has been around for a long time, but we came in through it through YouTube, through social media, right? And so there was no one really ahead of us that went through it this way, right? So when people are always like, oh, what are you, who are the, the directors? Who are your inspiration? I'm, I'm, I was like, I mean, they're good. They're, they're great filmmakers over there, but like, I can never compare myself to them because they did it a completely different way, right? Um, it's that saying like, you know, the first one through the wall always gets their nose broken, right? So it's like, I feel like we're constantly just getting our nose broken and as we're trying new things out. That's why and my nose is so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part of our growth has just been being open to adaptation mm-hmm. and just knowing that um, things are always changing. So like, I've always been wary about having like solid five-year plans or 10-year plans. Obviously, like, th- that sounds bad. That is, yeah. I'm not saying that we don't have a plan, but it's like obviously knowing that things change and especially in this industry, especially in this time of technology too, like changing your industry. And now with COVID and everything, like completely changing like social habits and everything. Like it's, it's I, I see other companies that make these big plans and then you, you see them like yeah. either fall apart or they have to they have to pivot anyways. When you wanted to have those meetings or whenever we had, whenever I had talks with like other team members, I think what I felt was actually like just happiness that we were building a team of people that cared as much as you did or as, as they did to make plans and to think about a future. And I, that said a lot um, to me that, you know, I was like, okay, like this is someone that I can build with. So yeah, like a marriage. Basically. So bringing it all back. Basically. <laughs> That's the Wang Fu way, you know. Then we also bring it back to our plus one, Iris Chan. You know, thanks for being here with us. Thanks, Iris. <laughs> thanks to all our Patreon, Patreon care holders that are watching. Well, thanks for this date. Thanks for this date, too. Um, um, all right, thanks everyone for watching. Um, it's good to be back here in the lunch break set. But yeah, we'll, we'll try to set up more lunch dates with, uh, all right, real life, real life logging off. All right, leave meeting. Is it off? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>